right, ladies and gents, welcome back to the intro, sitting down with my two main men of fitness. We are here for a quick hitter episode, maybe around 45 minutes, maybe around 40 minutes. Who knows how long we can hang on. We are going to be talking about hero workouts, some of our favorites, the significance of them. I'm fired up. James is fired up. Max is fired up. We are ready. We're all fired up. I feel like we've talked about hero workouts before. I'm not that fired up. Yeah, we talked about them yesterday when the internet shit no the but bed. like in the past we've talked about hero workouts well we've we talked have, about have, a lot i'm like i'm not even like an ember i'm like a burnout coal on hero well workouts. you are a burnout you're uh, <laughs> i can tell you're in a bad mood today i knew you were gonna be in a salty <laughs> mood coming onto the podcast i can see it in your face your face i'm actually is- in a really good mood just coach class what was the um, workout today uh J- here we go all right james you you just tell us you lead the episode let's go what do you no, want i want to hear what the workout was 2007 games workout the uh five the thousand meter row five rounder, um twenty five pull ups seven push jerk. What was the weight on the push jerk? Ninety five one thirty five toy weight. So five rounds so, thousand meter row twenty five pull ups. How many shoulder over? No 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 no. No listen, thousand meter row. This is your first I, time talking about. This is my first time talking about a CrossFit workout. So bear with me, please. <laughs> do you even do CrossFit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, we got Panda Express banners hanging up here in the background while you're uh, explaining this workout, and only the OGs will really remember that. Shit. All right, let's go. The real ones know about Panda. Uh, oh yeah, and that was when the the video, yo, the viral man. videos of who was the who was the um the girl at the time who was doing the um the butterfly pull ups at the games on uh that little mini rig that got set up. Oh, I forget her name, but that was one of the videos went that went viral from one of those years. Lori Galassi. I don't know. No, no, not Lori Galassi. It would come to me, but not. All right. Tell us the workout. Thousand meter row. Mm. Then five rounds, 25 pull-ups, seven gotcha. push jerks, 95, 135. Do you think that's a little under program for the push jerk? Like if you think about how that workout so, is today. I was class i said i know everyone's looking at this and the, all you guys are thinking about are the pull-ups but you i think you rewind to 2007 135 was a heavy push jerk mm-hmm. or at least high moderate right like it's so different now it's such a cool thing not cool if you're a friggin' programming nerd you go look at crossfit.com and i've joked about this for a long time is like you go look at crossfit.com and a workout will be like 10 rounds 100 air squats three double unders <laughs> or like, or like, or like two muscle ups. Because, but it's true though, right? Like you remember, like you are, you're good at a jump rope. You always were. I remember that. And it's like, you had a guy come into the gym and do double unders and you were like, I'm wow. going to go give him a back rub. <laughs> you know, like that guy was getting it. You know, well, what was, the, know. was the workout girl, today? Like if a girl like 10 years ago came into the gym and did a, a, a muscle up, you were on top of her. Okay. Like whoa. in like a, I feel like asking her okay. to teach you, not like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. Family show. No. Family show. It's gonna freeze, and this is not oh, gonna man. be good for us. Um, We're back. We're back. But I, uh, I, I like what you're saying because uh, fast forward to 2023, 135, still pretty, it's still, still pretty all right for me. That like like that that workout's not not an easy workout at all with those seven push tricks in there but I, but i know i know what you're saying like now what you'd program that at the games with what 20 they did a games version. 35 they did the games version and that was the year the, the covid games um that's right 19 
And I think they did like a version with two two twenty five push jerks and bar, and bar muscle ups. Um, I'm, yeah. let me go look up the action. Yo, uh, Tommy, look up the workout. So I'm that 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 COVID year at the games, like I was just like you just said it. Thinking back to watching that that games was wild, right? Like some of the. Uh, some of the workouts they had programmed on the ranch like I, what was what was the star workout where they would run Happy they star. Ran, yeah they ran different different courses each time yeah. like they, that was my favorite really 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 tough workouts yeah they were so, out of control man so so 2007 reloaded is what they called it it was a 1500 meter row five rounds 10 bar muscle ups Shoulder to overheads with 145 for women, 235 for men. <laughs> Whoa. And I think Fraser did that shit on Broken. Most so that's, a, that's another thing that's really interesting about the comparative difference between those two weights at the top, at the top end. Because like 235, even for the top males to cycle that barbell, I think you have to be the, – the low threshold of strength is pretty damn high. But the 145 on the ladies' side, that seems relatively – it seems like almost a different workout. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was – I thought it was supposed to be – I thought the the difference was 205, 145, 225, 155. I, I don't know what percentages CrossFit works off of, but it seems that there's always a, a way larger difference than the way that most gyms program. So, like, the way that I would yeah. program would be – um 185 135 yep. two, 205 145 mm -hmm. 225 155 yep um so yeah but well i think um the games also test a lot of things out so i think they try to find like what is the right weight for this um right, but right. it might have been i don't remember the i don't remember how that shook out so i was just remember, clarifying question about the workout Fraser. workout you coached this morning it was yeah. The push jerk was 135 pounds for the men and then 95 pounds for the ladies. Okay, Correct. so that that's more that's more appropriate. I think when I first heard what you said, I heard 25 pull-ups, seven push jerks at 95 pounds. And that I thought was 95, 65, which in my opinion would be a little bit under program for the push jerk in relation to the pull-up in that workout, maybe. But the 135, oh. I think, is a little bit closer to being a little bit more well balanced. Even then, I, 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 I think you're right. I think it's still in balance. And, and I think it's okay that it's like it's good to do workouts once in a while. I was talking to somebody about this. They were like, oh, is this workout balanced? I'm like, not every workout needs to be. I think what's cool about this workout is like it's interference and a lot of pull-ups. It's, you know, mm. it really comes down to how good you are at pull-ups. And you you need that every once in a while. We get, we get too – I always feel like old school. By old school, I mean like – pre 2014 main site program, we did a really good job of like imbalanced workouts and also dosing you with high rep workouts mm. that were really hard to strat strategize through. And it's yeah. like, and I know I hate that shit. It's like, I love the, the two, four eights of Nate and the five, 10, 15s of Cindy. Like I hate the work, like today's workout 25 and seven, like that workout's a nightmare. Mm. Um, but I also think it's a really important thing to train because you can treat that like a skill session. I was talking to some athletes. I was like, I was like, you know what? Today, hit the time cap. Who gives a shit? If you're bad at pull-ups, what you should do is try to do larger sets, 
If you can only do fives, try sixes and rest long enough to get sixes. This is a great workout just to practice that weakness of pull-ups. Don't scale this down to jumping pull-ups today if you can do pull-ups, but you struggle with the volume. Like maybe you just try and do the volume. Don't worry about the time cap. Try bigger sets so you can actually learn how to do bigger sets. Like I think sometimes we rely so much on strategy. You, you hurt your fitness that way. Like, yes, everyone can get through this with fast singles, small sets, no shit. But it's like, if you're like, I want to learn how to do 10 pull-ups in a row, well then start doing 10 pull-ups. And uh, the athletes who listen to that, it's like, they come out of that and they're like, Ooh, hit the time cap. Didn't finish the workout, but they're still sweaty. They got a workout in and they really got to hone in on a skill and not feel stressed out by the clock. I think that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that you have an opportunity to kind of set the stage for your athletes uh, in almost any work. Like you could make the argument that you could approach almost any workout in a way where you're going to say, Hey, listen, today, yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to reduce your volume to the, to the minimum amount of volume that meets the stimulus for this workout for you. So 25 pull-ups per round generally across the board that, I mean, that's a good amount of pull-ups. I think for somebody who's really, for really sure. good at kipping pull-ups, that's not necessarily a huge amount. I mean, the overall volume there for five rounds adds up, but not crazy, but for, I think the, you know, average person walking around who's learning pull-ups or like just getting into kipping and then doing this workout strict would be a whole different ball game completely. But, um, kipping, like you could probably lower this to a threshold of like 12 to 15 pull-ups per round. And that would be like the minimum volume that I would look at and be like, okay, if you're going below that, then we have to start thinking about movement adjustments a little bit, because I agree with you today's a day in that workout to practice the volume on the pull-ups a little bit more. Interesting. Did you have, did you have anybody who went unbroken on all five rounds of, uh, I, mean, I just want you to know that. Yeah. And I agree with James 12 to 15 is the right volume. Yeah. 12 to 15, totally the right volume. Uh, interestingly enough, we were kind of just talking about the, the, the main site a little while ago, and I just went to pull up like a bunch of workouts and there are so many good interference workouts on the main site right now like uh how about this one complete as many rounds as possible in 20 minutes row 300 meters three rope climbs if that so I, is i not did this workout uh two days yeah we did it with um seated legless because we our, our ropes not that high but yeah that's a brutal workout I mean, that like that, that to me, it's like the, the, the 300 meter row, you're literally just going at like a conversation pace, right? I mean, like the old, the old pull, pull gets them every time. And then um, I think that, but I think that's a great workout not to scale. You know what I mean? It's like, right. cause it's an AMRAP and it's like, if you're someone who's like, I can't do three rope climbs um, or the rope plus the row is really going to tire me out. It's like, cool, sandbag the row and turn this into right. like an elevated heart rate skill session. You know, it's like, I think it's, we always, we fall, I think for athletes who are in that bucket of intermediate and that could be anyone from a year to six, seven years of CrossFit, we fall too much on the side of like, always got to hit the stimulus, always got to hit the stimulus. Mm -hmm. So you're like, if you tell somebody like, you got to get eight rounds of this, they're scaling that down to like, I don't know a pole to stand or a ring row or some shit. Right, 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 right. And yeah. yeah. Okay. But now I got a question for you. This is, this is, a, this is actually a, a interesting topic. So this is another good main site workout. App seven, 20 dumbbell, uh, 20 dumbbell push press, 40 double under uh, dumbbells are at fifties and 35. So like, what was the workout? What was the time domain? 
uh, AMRAP seven. So, so it's seven, a seven minute, minute clock, workout, 20 dumbbell push press, 40 double under. I, I'm just interested to hear like both your takes on like, we've been talking a lot about intermediate level athletes. Like what's the best way to modify somebody through, through that workout, right? Is it, um, you know, we, let's, let's modify the loading. So, you know, you can put together bigger sets or like James, you're talking about, Hey, like maybe we bring the reps down, but we go heavier. Like I, I know there's no, there's no right or wrong answer, but I think yeah. it is important to think about like, how, how do you make this thing work for kind of that, that middle tier tier athlete, right? Because James, you do this workout. Are you, are, are you breaking the push press? 10 and 10 you a 12 8 guy or are you going to try and hold on for for 20 reps for as long as possible what was the push press it was 20 reps push press 20 reps 40 doubles 50s and 35s yeah the standard dumbbell oh, weight because it's seven minutes it's a short workout for me i'm going to try to do it unbroken because i also mm. know for me that light to moderate weight cycling i'm not great at it i'm great at like heavy high skill you know breaking it up into consumable sets the whole time. So I'm going to try to do this unbroken at the risk of failure. Cause I know my double unders are good. And two, I know I need to work that stamina. Like I need to get better at doing 20 reps in a row. I could right. strategize this thing all day and yeah. get a better score. But so I'm deliberately trying to do 20. Yeah. Okay. This seems like a shoulder fatigue work. If you have the fitness in For that sure. workout in seven minutes, you and the 50 pound, 35 pound dumbbell aren't going to wreck you. Like you can do, 20 or 30 reps in a row and be kind of fresh afterwards. This is just, it's almost like a, a lungs and a shoulder fatigue workout. And in a seven minute workout like that, I would be thinking about what is the, what, how do I minimize the amount of time away from the equipment? Like if I can stay on the equipment longer, that's the best yeah. possible route for me that day personally, but for other athletes, if I was looking just generally at a seven minute workout that had 20 push press at 50 pounds for the, for the gents and 35 pounds for the ladies, and then 45 double unders, I'd be looking at a higher volume cyclable dumbbell push press that I think that you could at least get one or two rounds unbroken. And then maybe the shoulder fatigue starts to creep in double unders are tricky to, to adjust and to scale. I think, you know, this is a debate that gets hot in the coaching community, especially a, in a bit. short workout. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because you don't have as much leeway in terms of like missing reps over and over and over and over again to get to 45. So yeah. one of the things, one of the things that I like to do sometimes in those shorter workouts is just give a time period for how long that person might want to be on the rope for that particular round. So 45. So what would you give third? It's, it's 40 by the way, but it's okay. Five reps between friends is nothing. What do you yeah. think? 30 seconds? Yeah, maybe 30 seconds, maybe I, I, I tend to lean like a little bit longer into like the 40 or the 45 second range, just because if they really, really struggle at double unders and they're doing them for 30 seconds, there's probably like five attempts that they'll get maybe yeah. because like the rope hits them. So maybe a little bit longer, it really depends on the athlete's proficiency and where they're at in their journey. Um, and I don't necessarily mind adjusting people to single unders either. Like I, I know that there's this concept of like, oh, just doubling the amount of doubles to singles. Like a lot of people don't stupid. like that. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I, why I, is it stupid? It's a the, great idea. So the bounding, no, it's I not, understand it's, that you're it's, doubling it's, the bounding. It's, it's not a great idea. Hold on one du second. 
Let me just okay. finish my opinion and then you can give your opinion on it because I think that we'll have slightly different opinions on it. I understand that you're doubling the bounding, but you're also reducing the height of the bound. So the impact on the calf and the Achilles isn't as isn't as significant. You could fucking do single unders all day long, really, if you wanted to, and probably not have a tremendous amount of fatigue depending on how you were doing them. But I understand where coaches just say, don't blindly double the uh, volume of double unders to, to get single unders, but don't blindly do anything. But I think that there's an opportunity sometimes specifically if the athlete wants to um, go really fast in a workout like that, like a seven minute workout where it's like, Hey, I don't have double unders at all. What should I do today? I'd be like, yeah, well maybe do 90 single unders for today and see how you feel. The time domain is probably going to be about the same. Anyway, Max, what were you saying? I know that the the whole double, the double unders thing is not, not always everybody's fave. Well, you don't you don't want to double the number of double unders and do that many double unders because that's gonna kind of ruin the <laughs> just double the double workout. unders. No, all, all I'm saying, and this is actually not so much about modifying double unders as much as it is that double unders are like it's it's one of these movements where if you're good at double unders, it's a break, right? So so James MDV, you do this workout. The, the whole workout for you is a push press workout. You're, 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 you're doing 40 double unders. You can kind of do it in your sleep, right? Then uh, on the other side of the spectrum, you have people that are, that are struggling with double unders and now they're missing the boat on this workout because like you said, like they're hitting themselves like every other rep, it's a seven minute workout, right? I, I don't love to be honest with you. Like I don't love double unders. I think that like, they're not a great test for a lot of people. And I think for, and I think for, for other people, it's like, it, it's a huge break. I think that there are probably better movements that, that, that you could program. Um, better movements than just the double under in general, like the double under generally, or what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. I, yeah. I, again, like it's so we, we've also seen the progression of, of where they're going with, with the jump rope and with double unders and it's these like double under crossover stuff. Oh, who like fucking that. And, cares and, about that, man? I, well, I don't, no, give, no. I don't so, care about so, that stuff. The double under crossover, the triple under the stuff that they're having the athletes do at the games. I'm so not, I, I don't know. That, I, I kind of disagree a little bit. Like, hold on. Let's let Matt finish. No, yeah. I can do that. No, I think, okay. hold on. James, I think, I, want variations, I think the other variation of the jump rope stuff is good. I'm just saying that that's Bro. it. And and hold, I was gonna and I everybody was gonna say hold that our horses too. Here. No. Hold our horses for real. Max is trying to speak, Matt. Let Max finish his point. <laughs> when we talk over each other, it's impossible to hear anything. So all three of us can't be talking at the same time. Max, I want you to finish, please. I agree. I like some of the variation stuff for skill sessions. I think that there is something really wonderful about learning how to jump rope. I think first off, come on, if you didn't learn how to do it in grade school, did you really have a good time at recess? I mean, that plus hopscotch plus dodgeball, really, really good. Plus butts up another great game. Um, But I take issue with double unders sometimes in a workout because I think that there is such a large gap between athletes and not everybody really gets the same effect out of, out of the movement. Right. So, and, and there's also like, not there's perfect modifications for everything, but 
I like, for instance, I like the seven minute time domain, because if I'm, if I'm thinking about running this in class, I at least get to do some sort of skill session for the double under going into it. So I think that there's an opportunity to work on that skill. And I think that's really important, but then sometimes you have like a 20 minute workout and you've got double unders programmed and you're kind of like, okay, well, yeah, today you're either going to do single unders or attempts or whatever. And then like, nobody ever gets better. So, um, I, I don't think there's some perfect modification for it. I just sometimes don't don't love the the modifications and double unders in general. So. Well, isn't that isn't that the case with any skill, any high level skill that is combined in a workout with multiple elements where you'd have to triage to like make a decision on what you're going to teach because you can't teach everything. Like in a workout that has a a bar muscle up, uh, a heavy shoulder to overhead, a double under, the the double unders probably getting tossed to the side that day a little bit in terms of like how much you're going to focus on it. Maybe you're giving some tips, maybe you have adjustments written up on the board, but like you have to kind of break down depending on how they're weighted in the workout, the, the bar muscle up and the shoulder to overhead. hundred percent. Now here's the thing, right? Like, let's say you have a bar muscle up or a ring muscle up in a workout. The, there is this real progression of how you could possibly get your first bar muscle up first ring muscle up. As far as the double under goes, you're going to teach them what, how to bounce a little bit higher, how to flick the wrist, how to do all this other stuff. But there is no real progression to getting a double under. Maybe James has some special proprietary blender. MDV used to be the double under master. Maybe you do. But by and large, there's really not. Right. And we've seen people struggle for years to get a double under where at least if you have like a ring muscle up or bar muscle up progression, you could watch somebody and see where they're at. And you could identify, OK, this guy has this guy or girl. Wow. Not a lot of really good strict pulling power. Let's give this guy some work on strict pulling. Oh, wow. This guy has a strict pulling. Let's give them a little bit more of the skill stuff for the transition, something like that. There is a little bit of a progression here, whereas with a double under, it's like. If somebody can't rub their stomach and pat their head, they're probably going to have a hard time doing a double under, which is essentially, <laughs> that's the number one, that's the number one modification that I would give for this workout. <laughs> Just do that. 40, 40 times, 40 times your head while you're rubbing your stomach and then move on to the push press. Oh, that's too good. That's pretty fucking funny. I what like you got that. James? No, I like, I like what you're saying. I agree with you. Um, it's also just hard just because I think some of the scales modifications you might do for a double under to target weaknesses in a workout, like whereas somebody doesn't have a muscle up, low ring transition, put their feet on a box or something, right? Like it still allows them to prioritize skill, but it's still physically challenging, metabolically challenging. Whereas in the double under, it's sort of like, well, you could, you know, the default, you can do attempts. You can just, you know, whip yourself for seven minutes. You know, the, the scaling options that might target the weak, like, you could do high jump single unders, right? That's really arbitrary, really hard, but a really useful scaling option if you tried that with somebody. Um, and it is funny, like how little people want to get better at their single unders because it looks like such a simple movement, but most of the issues you have in a double under probably have like an air squat versus overhead squat probably are in your single under as well. But yeah, I, I agree with you. There's no like, I bet I can think of, there's a couple, but really straightforward progressions that kind of mimic the same thing. Um, I've had people do stuff like just jump and touch a target, just to, if you want to take the skill away, but replicate the metabolic effect, lateral hops over something. Dude, just jumping jacks too. Like I, there, like there's a, yep. there's an element of a jumping jack that 
I think gets missed in a lot of what we do in CrossFit. I think it's, a, it's kind of a throwaway warm-up movement a lot of times. I understand that the shoulder range of motion is not the same, but in a jumping jack versus a double under, you're still impacting the shoulders in a way that like is going to provide some fatigue there. You're obviously getting off of the ground a little bit higher than you would for a single under. And metabolically, like you're moving your four limbs all at the same time. So that takes a lot of effort. And then the coordination element is also there. I really like jumping jacks. Like I think one of the movements that I do the most that does don't show up the in the programming the most for us is a jumping jack. You do jumping jacks almost every single day to warm up. It's a fantastic movement. You're old. Yeah, school. I like that. You're you're like, you're, an old, like you're an old school dude. Old soul, dude. Give me my cup of black coffee. Need a little whistle I can spin spin around my fingers. Some fucking sweatpants that I can hike up to about my sternum. And let's do some goddamn jumping jacks, strict pull-ups and push-ups and get jacked. That's it. That's it. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I like I wow, the 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 jumping jack. Everybody knows the longest minute in CrossFit is a minute of jumping jacks. Oh my goodness. Dude, you guys you guys ever remember when um Bergeron got into this like um remember there was a time where he got into having people sit down on the ground. It was either before workouts or after workouts and he would have everybody in the room close their eyes. And then you would stand up when you thought a minute has passed. It's a really, really interesting. There was a time period in which he did that every once in a while. And um, it just goes to show you like how messed up people's like own perception about time is. Or if they're count you can count in your head, you can do everything and then see who stands up closest to or exactly on the minute. You have people stand up at like 20 seconds. You have people stand up at like three minutes. It's pretty funny. I'm going to do well, that. Well, you see that with just counting in general in CrossFit, right? Like, and I don't think, again, it's like, it goes back. Like, I don't think many people are being malicious, but I think a lot of it is just like, I don't know where I was. Like, you, you, know, you drop the ball or you go to get chalk or you're like, was I on 50, 51, 60? Counting double know. unders is tough. It's tough Great sometimes for, for us three. I can imagine some, somebody who's maybe like not necessarily as dialed into or done as many repetitions. It's just like losing count all the time. The way that I count double learners is one, two, skip a few, 99, 100. <laughs> now I'm just, I'm just thinking about all, like we were talking about being at recess and I was just starting to think about like all the things you used to do. And that was one, you know, one, two, skip a few, 99, 100, or, um, my favorite game. Do you remember like when you were like picking teams and you go bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish, how many pieces do you wish? And you would bolt and everybody would have their knuckles in the middle and you count them off in a circle. Do you guys ever remember doing that? One no, potato, that's two good. potato, three potato, four. Maybe you did potatoes. No, man. Well, cause yeah, I, know you I didn't actually couldn't I count until I was about 25. Okay. <laughs> Five <laughs> years old. Couldn't even Mass. talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> another michael scott dude the episode to... the episode in which he walks phyllis's dad down the aisle for phyllis's wedding the the pushing of the um the wheelchair that, is so fucking embarrassing that is so that good. that is one of the most cringeworthy episodes like that that part yeah, um it's bad when he's in the when he's in the bridal shower pictures and, and the photographer's like all right Everybody out of the picture except Phyllis and Bob. And he's like, all right, made of honor back in, family back in, you three back in. This <laughs> is Michael standing next to him, the only person that doesn't get pulled back in. So, so good. Man, just got to rename this podcast the intro to the office. No, we we talked about um 
we're, we're talking about main site today. We thought that we were going to talk about hero workouts. And now I'm just scrolling through the main site, looking at, uh, looking at all these workouts that, uh, are main so freaking hard. Listen, main to this site program. Really how about way back in the day while you're looking at that workout? How about when the fucking like go grab your bicycle and like run with your bicycle for 400 meters, then hop on your bicycle and go swim? Those workouts used to come up every uh, every now and again too, like the completely random ones. I mean, well, it, is, it is a trip going back to look at it, like because early early programming you know, almost was like an entire class posted, you know, there would be like something to do first, some middle section, something to finish on. It's really interesting to think the evolution of the programming um, for sure. I just want to, I just want to talk about this one because this is something that I wouldn't program like normally, but then I'm like, oh, maybe I should program this. Um, and we're also talking about higher rep stuff. So this is four time, a hundred box step-ups, a hundred push-ups. 10 squat snatches at 185, 125. I mean, <laughs> that, like, first off, James talking about higher rep stuff, re like, can't really strategize that. You're going to do 100 box step ups, you're going to do 100 push ups, and then you're going to try and squat snatch 185 pounds. I, <laughs> I would crumble. Like, I, I'm not sure if I could even lock out my elbows after that. Like, that is such a hard workout. Um, what, but what I think is cool about that workout, and I was talking about this when we did Laredo workout for, uh, July 4th, um, is that it's such an accomplishment for people to do a hundred reps of something in a row and then another hundred reps of something in a row. And I do think that's important to give to your athletes once in a while. It's like, think about like, what is the a challenge accomplishment that I can give my athletes? And I, I, again, I think we're, we get so stuck inside of this box of like, it should just be varied. It should just be about the stimulus. It should just be about intensity. And it's like, there are a lot of other factors that you can consider and think about that will drive adaptation for your athletes, but also just retention, right? Like, how do I give them something where they're going to want to come back for more aside from just the coaching hour? Um, and I think a workout like that does that because you get a lot of people who are just showing up three days a week and you know, when's the last time they did a hundred, 200 reps in a row of anything? Like, that's why I love Chad as a, as a hero workout too, the thousand step ups. Um, what a cool thing to accomplish for a person in terms of just physical fitness. Yeah. That's a kind of one time a year workout for me, the workout Chad. I think the, the, that's the ultimate expression I think of like volume and redundancy in terms of workouts that I've ever seen programmed for CrossFit. Like you have other instances of workouts that have redundant movement patterns or have, you know, very, very high volume. But I think even Chad more than the Murph workout is one of those workouts where like you can obviously adjust that workout down to any number of step-ups that you would need to have people do and reduce the load and reduce the height of the box. But like, if you're going to get after that workout, a thousand step-ups to a 24 inch box with a 45 pound pack, 20 inch box, 20, it's a 20 inch box for a 45 pound pack. That's a lot of fucking stepping up with a 45 pound pack. So like, I think that in that workout, there's an appropriate kind of ramp up to um, that particular movement pattern and volume of that movement pattern. I think you can make the argument really, really clearly there that like prep for that kind of workout is a hundred percent warranted. I know a lot of people shit on Murph prep and I just do the program, blah, 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 but you can't fucking prepare to do a thousand box step ups with a 45 pound pack, simply just doing 
the program. I think unless you've done the program so much and so deeply that you understand yourself as an athlete in a way that's uncommon and you go, yeah, I'm prepared to do that. But for most people, fuck that. Get out of here, man. You got to, you got to ramp up a little bit. Well, I think that's, a, this is actually a pretty interesting conversation because while I do believe that, you know, CrossFit can prepare you for most things, there, there are some activities, some workouts, some things that like actually require real prep. And I've participated in some of these things and failed because I didn't actually do any real prep. So yeah, I, what's I agree one, with you. What's one example of like a big event that you've gone and participated in? Because I, I I remember buddies way back in the day, like my buddy Tyler McBride, you know, fucking shout out to an East Coast uh, regional hero, bro. Tyler McBride, Legend. legendary, <laughs> by the way. Dude, that kid could do butterfly pull-ups better than I, I think anybody in the world at one time. He was so fucking good at doing pull-ups. It's insane. But um, he, he went off and ran like 100. This was before running ultras was like cool. I remember in like 2008 or 2009, dude went to just run 100 miles in like the fucking desert somewhere with no prep, no prep besides CrossFit. I don't know if it went as well as he might've thought it was going to go, but like still had the balls to go and do it. Shout out Tyler McBride, CrossFit 516. Um, but yeah, Max, what, what's an event that you've gone to try to do? No, we talked about before. Like I, I signed up for that 50 mile ruck event through New York city. And I, oh yeah, I, I really <laughs> believed that like, oh, you know, I can, it's, I am like, oh, I, you know, I do CrossFit six, seven days a week. And, I got out there and I think I made it to mile 33 and like my hips and hamstring thing completely locked up and I had to take a cab back to the hotel. Uh, <laughs> just like Stanley. Um, just taking a cab. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I was, I was like, I was so fucked up, but I, I think it's, I, I think it's, <laughs> no, my feet, my feet were fine. I did the whole thing barefoot through New York city. Um, <laughs> didn't even have feet. It was just, yeah. No, yeah, didn't even, needles. yeah. 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 I just had, um, no, I, I think, I think to your point, MDV, like if extreme volume is at play, you actually do have to, you know, do some stuff like that. I mean, James, you've done tons of incredibly long events. Like I remember, couple of years ago you did was it was it two and a half mile every every hour for as long as possible yeah, i did that i did that twice in a year i think wow yeah and how long did you make it uh the first time only 20 something 29 27 hours the second time 40 something hours yeah i mean that's only 29 hours you only well, made you can do it you can do my mom my Shut mom did 31 so door exactly right now. 31 that's 30. a this is all a, a Tosh uh, crooked butterfly. Um, these are these are kind of coming in from his brain, right? Yeah, that one for sure was. Didn't this? Didn't that dude run in a closed container on an air uh, runner for like? Wasn't that part of the challenge? It was like a completely sensory deprivation. It was like a couple days. Dark. It was like two days or three. How long was that? So I heard. Hours. I heard. I heard that it was. 24 hours in complete sensory deprivation. So the story that um, Tosh told, I think actually at my bachelor party, um, 
MDV would know if you've yeah, been still, there. Yeah, still still um, waiting for the invite for that. Thanks, but oh, Tosh was invited. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, you, thank you, you Tosh. I cool. Yeah, I, I invite you to my bachelor party. So mm, yeah. the story the story was is that I think it was Look for like my evitation. It was a Spartan event, I think, and I believe Tosh had a relationship with some of the people at Spartan or something like this, and they had two two ultra marathoners from Canada, and they were set up in a shipping container with a true form runner. And the challenge was to see how far you could run in 24 hours. And somehow Tosh is at the event and they're like, Hey, you want to jump in? You want to try this? Something like that. And so Tosh is like, yeah, hundred percent. He I'll, jumped I'll in. Yep. It wasn't something like, that he was supposed to do while he was there. He fucking jumped into that. I, I believe so. And you know, Bro, James, that's correct level. me if I'm wrong. Um, but I actually don't reason, remember. So the, the coolest part of of this story is you're you're in this uh shipping container it's pitch black you have all of your food drinks everything surrounding you and like mdv you were talking about earlier lay down close your eyes see how long you think a minute is you obviously lose all sense of time and what Tosh was saying is like, he got in there, he's like running and he's like, oh, I have to like, I have to use the bathroom. Like I have to pee or something. And he's like, you know what? I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna pee for, you know, another 50 steps or a hundred steps or, or whatever it is. Hmm. And at the end, they, they tally up not only the distance, but the time that you spent moving. Hmm. And in 24 hours, Tosh moved on the true form for 20 minutes. So he took 20. Hold on. You got to repeat that because I think we hit the internet couldn't handle the amount of time that he was on the true form. What was it? How many, how many hours? Three hours and 40 minutes. So <laughs> we keep missing it. It keeps pausing exactly at the oh time that you're saying. 23 hours, 23 hours and 40 minutes, 23 hours and 40 minutes. 23 hours and 40 minutes out of 24 hours in an unlit shipping container with a true form. It sounds like a fucking episode of Dexter, by the way, but he moved for that long on a true form runner in complete darkness. Yep. So, and he gets oh, that's at, next level. That's so and, next and again, level. It's not I, even, I don't, not I don't, even cool. I don't know if we can find the article on it, but apparently he, like these guys, that he went up against were like, you know, ranked ultra marathoners and he beat them all by like 10,000 meters or more, like just smashed them. So I, it, who knows? I mean, it's, I don't know how we even got talking about this, um, but it's kind of, I mean, first off, oh, that's right. We're talking about things that maybe CrossFit can or cannot yeah, prepare we, you for. We were, we were um, talking about your, um, your bachelor party that I wasn't invited to. And then oh we went God. to Tosh and Tosh was there and then shipping container and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, that's how we got there. We'll, we'll get a shipping container out to California ASAP. Just um, ship me across the country. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy accomplishment. So yes, there. Oh, and we were talking about Chad in that maybe you do a little bit of prep chad um the way that i prep for chad is just going up and down stairs just finding any stairs are you guys airport stair people all the time or are you yeah. escalator people yeah carrier um, bags or roller bags 
carry my bag overhead. Yes. <laughs> no bag. Find a good spot to do a handstand. No, oh, I don't man. do roller bags, man. Yeah, me neither. No, 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 no roller bags. But speaking of speaking of handstands, um, but was it you know was it us that were we fuck talking your idea, about, Max? Yeah, fuck that idea. Were we were we the ones talking about Jesus like I saw this meme James. the other day making fun of people who back in. Oh my, what is he going to give us some like profound life lessons? Going to solve all world's problems in that sentence? It's not like I cut him off from something I was going to save our lives. We let you loose Fine. on this podcast, James. Or normally all buttoned I, I, up. I, I, I forgot what I was going to say. So you were saying the well, it must have what? been an important idea if you forgot about yeah. it already. Wow, yeah. Jeez, right. too bad I cut you off. Two minute, two minute warning here, guys, and then we're hopping off. The internet's getting no, unstable. Hobart's getting even, unstable. <laughs> I've never been more stable in my life. Yeah. Okay. Um, was it you guys? There was the meme about like how self-important people who back in think they are into parking spaces. Yeah. Did I say, share that with you guys? Mm, no, no, it must, what it must have been your other friends. Oh, I, I posted it on my Instagram. So I was like, this is me to a T. Like I take so much pride in myself that I back in. And it's like, it's the least important thing that happens in the universe ever. And um, Don't you also drive like a people, Subaru? Do you still drive no, a Subaru? No, not anymore. No. I sold that thing. Um, but it also, it made me think about like, you know, like, oh, I take the stairs at the airport. I don't use a roller bag. Like who really cares at the end of the day? Like it doesn't make you some like fitness guru, but it also made me think about the people who are like, who feel like they're Mahatma Gandhi because they put away their shopping cart. And like other people who don't put away their shopping cart are like serial killers. That drives me crazy. Anyway. Dude, if, no, you're, if you're too lazy to put away your fucking shopping cart. Oh, I don't think it's about too place. lazy. Like this right. is- Yes, it is. Oh my God. What is the other reason? What What is the other reason that you would just leave your fucking shopping cart next to some cars that if there's a, a think, little bin that's fucking 15 feet away, you can't walk it over there. But I think people act as if like when they put away somebody else's shopping cart, they're like, a, they're like a cardio, they're like a heart surgeon that saves somebody's life. Like I get it. If someone <laughs> yeah, doesn't want like to people... put away a shopping cart, like, okay, maybe you were a little lazy in that moment, but I don't think like, it like means they have like lived in moral squalor. And if you put away a shopping cart, it doesn't make you a saint. You know, it's just like, it kills me like that. Oh, I put away 10 shopping carts today. Yeah, but you Who's probably want to beat that? your wife, you loser. Like putting away shopping carts <laughs> doesn't make up for it. Okay. <laughs> no, but I, no, I, it's like, it's, so first off, I, I 100% agree, uh, agree. It's like so black and white. It's like, God, yeah, that, like you said, that, that person that didn't put away their shopping cart is a murderer. It's like, it's like, who knows? Who knows like me why, backing why, in why the they car? Like, who cares, man? Like, James, you still suck you backed in your truck that has like a can't crash system in it, you know, like has cameras everywhere. Oh man. Anyway. It, yeah. It would be note. more, it, on it, that it note. would be more, it would be more impressive if you um, backed in a box truck with, um, with no rear view mirrors or cameras. So that's your, and next I was task. inside a container. I was driving it from inside a inside container. Inside a container. Total sensory sensory death. deprivation. <laughs> you ever guys, you ever try to back up a trailer that's attached to like a long vehicle? Now that yes, is that, impressive. That's that impressive. Is imp that's that's impressive. impressive. That's some impressive uh, shit. And then put away your shopping cart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to wrap this up. It's eight o'clock. Hard stop here. These two guys got to go change the world with some fitness. James is punching the air. Max is smiling. <laughs> about to light up a little J, smoke it. What today? Is today Thursday? Nah, it's not 420. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go work out. All right. Appreciate you guys. See you soon. Hello, friends. MDV here. Thank you for listening to the Intro with MDV podcast. And if you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe for weekly downloads wherever you listen to your podcast. 
Remember, we have a new episode coming to you every Tuesday. And if you have time and five stars to spare, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes. If you're looking for more out of me, MDV, you can find me on Instagram at MDV underscore FIT. Until next time, friends, let's go. Thank you.